Hey, what is up? What is up? <laughs> What's going on, guys and ladies? Uh, this is Glenn. Welcome to my podcast again. If you're new, welcome for the first time. And if you've listened to me for more than a couple podcasts, welcome back. You know what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, I'm not really feeling this. I'm kind of numb. Last night, the Yankees got eliminated from the ALCS. And the Houston Astros, uh, like, they're going to the World Series. And uh, I'm still just kind of numb from it all. And uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I know not a lot of people, um, or not, not everybody likes baseball. But uh, that was, like, one of the toughest losses, I think, of my lifetime. Like, of, of I don't know why. I guess I was just, like, really emotionally invested in this season, you know. And I'd follow it, and I'd follow stats. And then, you know, when it gets to the, you know, when it gets to the playoffs in October, you're just like, man, you're, you're just, it's just, is really exciting and you question some of the roster moves they make, you know, even though you're just a fan and so much goes into it. But, you know, in the National League, St. Louis Cardinals were doing well. Um, they end up getting taken out by the Nationals, you know, which will play in the World Series, which I will cheer for. But I was like, even if something happened, a push game to shove and the Yankees didn't make it to the World Series, uh at least the Cardinals would make it, and I would cheer for them because I was born in St. Louis. So I would just pull for St. Louis, right, if the Yankees didn't make it. And then I was like, if the Yankees end up playing the Cardinals in the World Series um, and something happened and the Yankees lost to the Cardinals, at least it wouldn't be – it would, like, soften the blow because I was like, well, it's kind of my home team, you know, so – We'll be back. It was like all this, these scenarios in my head uh, were going on. And I was just, I was just, uh, I guess I was just trying to prepare myself. And this is just terrible, man. This is a terrible day. As soon as the game ended last night, it ended with like a walk-off home run. And before they could get, um, before the guy got around the bases, I was like, I turned the TV off because it was like maybe a, it was over four hours. The game was, I just turned the TV off and, uh, and I got off Twitter, social media, you know, and I just brushed my teeth and, uh, got in bed and just stared at the ceiling fan. And like, I did not sleep. I didn't sleep good, man, but you know, it's over and it is what it is, you know. It just is what it is. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But it's kind of my only thing that I'm into, you know what I mean? That's like my sport. I'm not. I'm just not. I've watched some college football, but it's just not my deal, man. But I'm not gonna bore you with any more of that. I'm just uh, I'm just out of it today, and and it just took me a while to get out of bed and get motivated and. You know, I was like, well, I need to do my podcast today. Oh, joy to the world. But uh, maybe this will help. You know what I mean? Because I've been uh, thinking about some stuff that I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, the first thing that I thought that I would do, or I guess it's the second thing. You don't talk about one thing and then say, <laughs> say now that we've finished talking about that, the first thing that I want to talk about 
like uh i guess the second thing i want to talk about is el camino the breaking bad uh movie and if you've not seen the new el camino breaking bad movie uh just like i'm gonna it's spoiler alert right now so if you haven't seen it you just need to like uh you need to skip forward and not listen to this part right um and if you haven't watched it like what's wrong with you anyway because breaking bad is like one of the greatest television shows i love tv shows that go out with a bang and they don't try to just drag it out you know just drag it on and on and on and beat it to death you know like i think out of out of all the shows that i've ever watched as far as serious kind of dramatic shows i would say that um i would say that like on a network like not hbo because they have some shorter series that were good but i'm talking about like mainstream um like tv series i would say breaking bad and sons of anarchy they didn't beat those shows to death and they had great endings and so when i heard that netflix was going to make a breaking bad movie i was like well this is going to be interesting it will probably you know be good and you know for a fan like me um that's really i don't know it was really an interesting idea um because i was like well they can't they can't go off on all these um what do they call it rabbit holes rabbit trails you, you can't go in all these different directions and go in depth you know um with like character development and everybody's stories and and you know when you make a movie you kind of you kind of got to just hit the big stuff so i was like well how what is this even going to be like you know and so for those of you that have seen it you know hopefully that's all that's still listening right now uh jesse pinkman it's kind of telling it's kind of wrapping up that whole deal what happened with jesse right and so uh as i started to watch it i saw that after being abused and making meth um kind of like as a slave he emotionally it did something to him which i mean who wouldn't i mean who would be all right after something like that happened you know he was just not the same jesse pinkman that we all saw um in the show breaking bad like the kid that's like yo it, it, it just wasn't him anymore and I, w I was thinking after years of not doing that character how easily will it be for him just to snap back into it just for a movie and um and so but he it was it was dark which that whole show was kind of dark but it was a lot darker right and my favorite part um my favorite part was towards the beginning where he rolled up and his homeboys um like kind of took him in and i'm just like i can't think of their names right now i should have them written down but i don't I don't I do have like a page of notes so I don't forget about what I want to talk about like it just, it just says stop crying the baseball is over this year and these are the notes <laughs> no I really don't say that probably should though if I burst into tears uh in the middle of this podcast I'm sorry <laughs> but uh but anyway like when he rolled up and his two homeboys took him in took care of him 
got him away. Like that really, I was like, man, those are good friends. You know, you know what I mean? Those are like awesome guys. But the whole feel of the movie was different than Breaking Bad because Walter is dead. You know, Walter's gone. And so you really, I don't know, what's his name? Brian Cranston? Like that really made me appreciate his role in Breaking Bad because even when you hated him, even when he was like a jerk, uh, just the role that he played in that show, even like when they would go down, uh, you know, have a show that he wasn't on as much, just his, his him being there, like the show kind of revolved. Right? He's the one who set everything in motion that got us to the point of El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. And so it really made me think about him and appreciate him more because he wasn't there. So everybody, I watched it and then everybody's like freaking out about how great it is, right? And I was kind of like, it was good. It was it was all right. There was some cool stuff in that movie. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the ending at all. I don't, I don't know. Like a story that dark and twisted, it's just kind of weird when, when, I don't know, Jesse didn't live happily ever after, but in a sense he kind of had that... I don't know, he had that opportunity to start over at the end. And I wasn't I was just kinda like, man, that's kind of a that's kind of a bummer, man. And then like uh which I I mean everybody's talking about it's not a big deal to me, but you know the the idiot, the kid that uh the kid that that's relatives took Jesse and chained him up and made him make meth. Opie, the Opie Taylor looking kid. I was like, what's up with fat Opie? You know, he didn't even lose weight because when you saw him in Breaking Bad, he was, you know, slimmer. And then in the new Breaking Bad movie, it's supposed to be the same kind of time frame. And, uh, like, uh, he, uh, hang on. My, my car is going off. Hang on. All right. All right. Well, I fixed that. <laughs> I guess my car is possessed. But uh but anyway, like what's up with Fat Opie, man? Like he if you got a movie role, dude. You you don't want to you can't get, drink some slim fast or something. You know, not that there's anything wrong with being fat. I'm not trying to fat shame anybody. I'm just like you can't you can't that's like that's like, uh, you know, having, playing a role in, you know, Gilligan's Island. And then, you know, making, a, like, something that's supposed to happen along the same, you know, time frame. That, no, here's a better example. Since I said he was fat Opie, that's like doing an Andy Griffith show and then bringing Opie back, like, what's his name, Ron Howard? Like, bringing him back to play a child when he's, like, an old, ball-headed man. Like, you can't do that. It doesn't work. So, I mean, I guess they were just like, ah, oh, the fans love us so much, they'll overlook it. Which is true. But it was just like, come on, man. Put forth some effort. But, uh, but I can't say anything. You know, because I'm a train wreck when it comes to, to uh, that kind of stuff. And if I could be like, you know, that guy was probably like, well... 
you, they kind of need me, so I can just kind of stay fat if I want to, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, it was good. Uh, it was good. It was beautiful. The scenery, some of the camera shots and stuff like that was just really well done. Uh, I'm not going to say that it was the greatest thing ever because I, I like that show because it was a show. If Breaking Bad was like a movie and this was part two, I probably wouldn't be that great of a fan. Uh, but just because I respect uh, the show so much, I did like it. I, I'm not crazy about the ending. But it was definitely worth watching. I'll probably watch it again just because I liked it so much. But, uh, yeah, so I just thought that I would talk about that because that's like I'm not really into movies like that because a lot of movies just suck and they're so bad. But uh, but I saw the new Adams Family. That's pretty good, the cartoon. But anyway, that's my uh, opinion on that that you didn't ask for. That's what's great about this podcast is I just get to give people my opinion. They're like, man, I ain't even asked for that. He just gave it to me. But um, but anyway, let's get into it, people. All right, let's try to be happy. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's try to talk about something other than baseball today, man. Uh, I just uh, I have those highlights going through my head because you can't get online anywhere without seeing some of that stuff. So uh, I apologize if I seem distracted today because I am. But uh, anyway, the first thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about this week is something that a lot of you have probably seen before. And there was this old show called Trading Spouses. I don't know if it's still around or not. I know there's been like celebrity... Uh, like celebrity knockoff shows, rip-off shows that uh, kind of mimic what they did with celebrities that are not really that, I don't know, their their careers probably aren't that successful if they have time to do a show like this. But anyway, this was a show of regular people called Trading Spouses, and there was this lady on there that I saw. I remember when this, when this uh, show was on TV, and I saw it, man, it, I don't know, maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago or something like that. And there was this lady that is called the God Warrior on YouTube. And her name is Marguerite Perrin. And, uh, like, I looked, I saw, I saw this uh, gif or gif of her. And uh, I'd forgotten about her totally, right? And she was this, she was this heavy set lady. Right. Well, first, let me tell you the premise of the show. What happens on the show or what happened on the show was they would take two women um, like they would get these two different families and then they would switch the women around. And I think at the end of the show, if you got picked to do the show um, just for doing it, you might have gotten like fifty thousand dollars just for doing the show. But the 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 family switch spout like the mothers and the wives switch places and it's not they don't pick two families that are alike that's the whole that's that is the fun of it all is they pick people from different uh i don't know different environments different social uh environments different religious environments 
um, cultural, different cultural backgrounds, and they just swap places. So it's kind of like you're a fish out of water, is how you know what made the show appealing and entertaining to people because we love to see we love to see other people be in awkward situations but we really don't like to be in those situations like i know i don't know some awkward social situations i've learned to embrace because it's just i like to see people squirm you know and i can endure uh, being uncomfortable because the joy of seeing somebody else be uncomfortable kind of outweighs like I don't care you know a lot of times yeah we all have that those times when we're like oh I don't like this situation doesn't feel very good right <laughs> but I mean it's worth kind of enduring if I can see somebody else you know squirming around and being like oh oh no I feel funny. But anyway, um, so they would swap places. And then at the end of the experience, like the mother and the wife from each um, family, they would get to, to like uh, say what the, I think it was like 50 grand, what that money would go towards. Maybe it was less. I don't, man, it doesn't matter. It's kind of irrelevant to the story. But uh, so they would get to say, okay, I'm leaving this family to go back to my family, but this is what I want the money to go to, right? And so um, there was this one lady, Marguerite Perrin. I looked up her name when I saw the gift because I totally forgot about her. She was this heavy set lady. She had like a she had a like a gap in her teeth. She kind of looked like Louis Anderson a little bit, like a like a um, woman, Louis Anderson. And, uh, like, kind of like Louis Anderson looks on baskets, except with short, dark hair. Um, man, I was so excited. That show, it, it's just gone downhill. Baskets, man. It was hilarious to me at first. Like, the first, uh, maybe two seasons. And I guess it's in season three now. It's just not hitting on anything anymore. And I tried to like it. I mean, I kept watching it because I was like... I like the first uh the first couple seasons so much, but I just can't I don't know. I was like, why am I making myself why 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 be dishonest with myself? Like I don't like I don't enjoy this. But uh the first couple seasons were good. But uh what was I talking about? Oh, Louis Anderson on that show, Christine Baskets, kinda looks like the God Warrior, right? And so what they did is she was like a Christian uh religious lady and they swapped uh places with these people that are like into astrology and i don't remember the exact stuff i mean they weren't crazy people like both families seem like nice good people but she was just like <laughs> i don't dabble in the dark arts and she would freak out she would freak out and like it would freak the I think it would freak like the kids in the other family out that she was staying with. And when she came home, she just had a total, total meltdown when she got home. When she came home, she just freaked out and like she was like, get out of my house to the like camera crews. And uh, she was just 
she was just flipping out and acting like she had had like this horrible, terrible experience. Which, I mean, if you watch the show, which you totally should, trading spouses, you can type in Marguerite Perrin, you can type in God Warrior. Like, uh, it'll come up on YouTube and you'll laugh. If you haven't seen this, believe me, it's good stuff, man. But, um, but anyway, uh, everybody left and she was like ripping up the check and stuff. Um, she was like, I don't want this money. And she, uh, then it says at the end of the show that she reconsidered and totally took the money. And I was (laughs) just like, good Lord, man. But you guys, you totally should, uh. You totally should. I mean, it's not some. I'm just telling you about. Man, there was this reality show ten years ago where a lady was funny. Like that's not very exciting for a podcast topic, but it's so. I find it so funny going back and watching that. Um, like you should totally, you should totally watch it because anything where if I'm watching funny stuff by myself. And it makes me laugh out loud uh, like there's no one else. Because sometimes laughter is contagious when you're around other people that are laughing. That's one thing. But if I'm by myself and something makes me laugh or chuckle, like, I, it's pretty good, man. So you should totally, uh, you should totally, like, that's kind of cocky. Like, I'm the, if you make me laugh, you must be pretty good. Hmm. But it is fun. You should totally check it out. Next in my segue, in my masterful, my masterful way of segueing into the next topic. I thought that I would tell y'all. I totally forgot about this uh, until until yesterday, I think. And I was like, oh, I'll tell some stories. Uh, like, I was on jury on jury duty before and so I thought that I would tell you because I thought back about the jury duty and uh and it made me laugh a little bit uh or I don't know it made me chuckle to myself because um I had an interesting experience uh in on the juries that I was on and on the only juries like I've been called for jury duty multiple times but I only got picked one time and like, um, I know that it was my civic duty to my fellow Americans to serve on jury duty, but it's never convenient, right? It's never convenient to, for me to drop everything that I'm doing and go serve on a jury. And like, that's not, I'm not trying to come off like my, what I have to do is more important than everybody. I know everybody on, uh, juries have jobs and lives and stuff maybe not all of them but uh but for me when I was picked for jury duty it couldn't have come at a worse time um like I was working two jobs at the time I guess this was about 10 years ago maybe 11 years ago and it was picked for like a local it was at some city court I guess and so if you don't know how jury duty works and maybe it works different everywhere right like uh like you go in um for i guess it's jury selection you check in and they they do jury selection like for the cases that they have and then they're like we'll check back in and if we have time for more um trials to happen 
then uh, you got to, like, keep checking in or calling numbers or whatever. I don't remember. But, uh, but so I went to that. And, um, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm real busy, man. Like, I got a lot going. I work two jobs. Like, I work from early in the morning to late at night. And I got a lot to do, right? And they're like, we don't care. And I think for the first jury, I was an alternate juror. And then on the next jury... I was on the actual jury, I think. But on the first one, I want to tell you the stories of the cases that I was on, right? Because they're not that big, like, it's not murder. But it's like, it's like it was pretty good. And when I thought about it, I was like, that's pretty good. I should talk about that on my podcast. So I Google, like, is it cool if I tell people about what the jury duty? So uh, I think it's all right. So here goes. Like, the first one that was I was on was like a like a criminal not maybe not criminal but it was a domestic violence case right and and uh what happened was um there was this man and woman and from what i gathered they had this history um like on again off again type deal um but they both drank heavily um and the woman was she called the police because of I don't know she I think that she she alleged that the man was being abusive to her right but when she called the police she requested a specific police officer to come out to her residence which I believe it was their residence, like the man. I want to say that they were man and wife. If not, they'd been together a long time. They had, I believe, they had kids. And um, what happened was she requested this specific officer for some reason. So they sent him out there. I guess she had had contact with him before, and it was like a young, um, maybe late 20s early 30s something police officer and she was around the same age um the couple was around that same age right so the police officer took the call he was on duty he went out to their their residence and um was looking around for her and I don't know if the door was open. I don't, I'm, I'm not really, I'm kind of fuzzy on the details because it was so long ago. But what ended up happening through a series of events was this police officer found the woman butt naked hiding in like a toy chest, like a chest uh, like a, I guess the toy chest that you put your kids' toys in. She was hiding one of those naked, right? And I remember I felt really bad for the for the police officer because it came out through um, lawyers. I guess it was the husband's attorneys, uh, like that. The lady had a thing for the police officer that was there and you could tell this guy was just like really embarrassed the police officer was because they had to put him on the stand he had to testify and i was like oh man and uh this lady pretty much what it came down to uh was she just wanted to have a thing with a police officer 
and it was just it was just kind of a mess and so she concocted this this thing it kind of came out that she kind of concocted this thing she's like i'm gonna get naked and hide in this toy chest and i think she'd been drinking and i guess that it sounded like a good idea in her head because we all have um i'm not gonna say we all have ideas like that but we all have these crazy ideas somehow sometimes that sound great in our heads and then when they play out you're just like well that wasn't my finest moment (laughs) you know and it was just like you could tell the police officer was a i think he even had some people there for moral support that were there and uh because he's just like, man, I'm in the, this is my job, and I'm in the middle of this crazy situation that I want to be in, and I think, you know, he was like, I am a married man, and blah, 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 and you could tell that he was just like a good dude, man, you know, and then you got this, like, crazy, drunk, naked lady hiding in a toy chest, you know, she thinks he's gonna find her and be, you know, I guess, like, Prince Charming, and you know like that you can't do that man (laughs) like don't do that and uh but that's what happened you know and i think that i think that the judge if i remember correctly i think that the judge was like you all ought to be ashamed of yourself and everything kind of got dropped and you know i don't remember if there were any damages uh that that she had to pay or if you know, they had gotten back together even maybe. It was just weird. It was weird. I want to say that the man and the lady had gotten back together somehow, but there was certain charges that were already in my... It was just odd, man. But I don't think anything really uh, bad happened or bad came of that specific uh, trial. And I was just an alternate. So I was just like sitting there like, this is crazy, man. Um so I don't even remember the exact outcome of that. It was just like a crazy funny story, you know, of all juries that I could be on. That is the, that's hilarious. It's hilarious that I got to be a part of, you know, something so great, you know. But anyways, uh, the second one that was on during the same time uh, was like a DUI case. And it was this lady that um, she was up. She had hired an attorney. She was up from, uh, I want to say Florida or somewhere like that. And, you know, to, to care for her, um, for her mother, I think was what she said. But she was at this restaurant drinking with some friends. And she pulled out onto like a main road in a bigger city and didn't have her lights on, right? And so she got pulled over for not having lights on at night. And, uh... And I guess they smelled alcohol or whatever. And see, when they did this trial, they had video of all of this, right? Of all of this happening. And so they got the lady out of her car. And she looked like a sweet, uh, maybe 60-ish something um, lady. And she had, you know, she had her hair done. She had the little uh, dangly bracelets, dangly earrings. She had her makeup on. She was like this nice looking lady um, from Florida. And so she was freaking out because, you know, she had never, by the looks of it, she had never um, gone through something like this before. She just doesn't look like the typical 
um, the typical person that, you know, you see getting, you know, having to walk the line on the side of the road. So it was just kind of, I don't know, she kind of looked out of place. Um, but they had a video of all the stuff, you know, like the field sobriety tests that they do. And so, you know, they shut off the lights in the courtroom and they put them on this big screen for everybody to see. And so we're all sitting there watching it and she's like sobbing and crying and so sad. And the cops being nice, man, the cops like being really nice to her. Um, and you know, she just starts sobbing because she starts, um, she's obviously intoxicated and she starts slurring you know and she's just she's upset and she's crying and snotting and everything like that well then he puts her into the um back of a police car and i mean she's like oh please oh please oh please and uh she's crying and she's all upset right and and I'm not saying it's funny because it's not, man, I'm not trying to laugh at people going to jail, but what happened in, in the courtroom, we were all just sitting there watching this and, you know, then he puts her in the police car and then it goes to, um, they have cameras in the police car too. So there's a camera on her, but she doesn't know that. Right. And so the cops like, all right, man, we're just gonna, you know, just give me a few minutes and then we're going to, you know, go down to the police station or whatever. And, you know, you're under arrest, blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, oh, please. And she's crying and tears are flowing. Well, then he shuts the door to the police car. And just like that, like immediately, she stops crying, right? She doesn't know there's a camera in there, I guess. And she stops crying. And uh, she just says, son of a bitch. <laughs> Like, this sweet, sweet little old lady says that. And, like, man, I'll tell you this much. I will tell you this much. It's a good thing that the lights were off in that courtroom. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say that you should mock, you know, or make fun of anybody. But how she immediately turned it off. And you're like, well, I guess that's her true colors, you know, which you can't use that as a, you know, just because she did that, you can't, you can't, uh, as a juror, I guess you can't become prejudiced, uh, towards somebody because of something like that has nothing to do. That's kind of irrelevant to the, the facts of the case. I understand that, but it was just an amusing side note that, I mean, when I thought about both these cases, of uh of the juries that I was that I was a part of uh I was just like that's insane man I might have actually now that I think about it I thought maybe I was on that jury I might have been an alternate because if you're an alternate you're just there you're just there just in case something happens to another juror you know you like you'll replace them maybe I was an alternate for both of those cases man I don't even know but I mean I remember the important stuff right right you are but uh something else that i wanted to run by you guys today uh was i was uh i was thinking about earlier this week how uh i don't know kind of self-righteous i am when it comes to the environment and when it comes to doing certain things maybe not self-righteous might not be a good word what would be a good word 
Uh, this is where my lack of education holds me back from expressing myself to the fullest. Um, I was thinking about, because I liked a tweet about, about, uh, sea life, saving sea life, right? And so I liked this tweet and, uh, like I hearted it. I don't know. I might not have even retweeted. I might have just hearted it. And I was like, you know, that made me feel really good that I did that. And, you know, I had a little like hooray for me moment. And then I was like, how crazy is that? That just from clicking a button, you know, on a, on a telephone that I carry in my pocket that has the internet on it, I click a little heart. And that gives me, like, I did my part. I did my part for the day. You know, and I and I thought about, you know, I thought about, you know, putting a dollar in a jar at a gas station. You know, them jars. Uh, those, those jars. Don't say them jars, Glenn. Uh, like, putting a dollar in a jar at a gas station and getting, like, a rubber bracelet to support a cause. You know, to save a dog that is going to be put down what they call it euthanize like how good i feel when i do something like that and i thought about like we really don't care we really really like we as a whole in society do not care about the environment we care about how we feel just follow me don't 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 abandon me just hear me out just hear me out we care about how it makes us feel when we see uh, when we see like a seagull in the little six pack, you know, the little six pack, um, canned soda, the little, uh, the plastic that goes on top, um, of the soda cans, like when you get a six pack of like soda, um, and you see like a bird stuck in one of those or something, and you're like, that makes you feel bad, man. Uh, but you, we really don't care, I don't think. Maybe, like, yeah, okay, I'll give you an out, okay? If you help um, volunteer and do stuff, uh, like cleaning up beaches and volunteering your time, working for, I don't know, green initiative stuff, and you drive an electric car... And you have the solar panels on the roof of your house with the batteries. And, all, like, you're doing your part. Like, you are exempt from what I'm saying. I can't I can't generalize uh, when it comes to everybody. I, I mean, I, I have to, to to say what I'm thinking right now. But I, I understand that there are exceptions, right? I, I understand that part, you know. So, if you are that... I don't think that I don't think that people that that love the environment to death probably listen to my podcast. Maybe they do, but I was just thinking about we don't like the way that seeing these visual like these visual um, things before us. We don't like the way that that makes us feel, and we do these tiny little things to make ourselves feel better. You know, we might have a recycling bin. I'm not discouraging that. I think that that's great. But I think that deep down, if we really go to the root of it, we do this stuff to make ourselves feel better because we don't 
Um, and I'll quit picking on people because I don't want to make you feel bad about yourself. But like me, man, I'll use a straw. I'll get a styrofoam cup. I will, I will, um, I'll drive a car that has gasoline and not even try to even, I've never even thought, I've thought like Teslas are cool, man, but I'm not even going to attempt to even try to get one of them things. Do you know what I mean? And uh, we just go through through all this disposable stuff constantly. Like all this, it's cheaper and it's more convenient. And it's kind of like a balance. Like we go through life and we'll have like deodorant containers. And we'll have toothbrushes, you know. And we'll have all of this stuff like shopping bags um, because we're too lazy for 95% of the time to take our own shopping bags um, with like I have shopping bags that I put in my car uh, but the grocery store that I go to charges for those shopping bags and they charge for their bags and so I, I was putting them in my car and I was like I was like I'm doing this thing and it makes me feel really good that I'm putting these shopping bags in my car but then I was like, man, you're really just putting them in your car probably because they charge for them and they don't have plastic bags there and you've got to buy your own. You know, that's why you're doing it. So get off your high horse, man. And I was like, man, that's so true. And we all use this disposable stuff constantly, yet we do these tiny little things, you know, to, um, to make ourselves feel better. And almost to subconsciously justify it. You know, do you know that there's this there's this place, right, called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Think about this. Great, it's the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And it's plastic garbage out in the ocean. And it is more than 600,000 square miles of garbage, of plastic out in the ocean that's twice the size i looked it up like how big it is and it says six hundred thousand square miles that's like almost twice the size of texas the state think about that that's something that i don't have to look at and that i don't want to look at you know um because it would feel terrible to be like i contribute to that man like i'm part of that problem and then i was thinking about like how how are we going to be once we because it's not a popular thing what i'm saying is not a popular thing because it's not it's 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 not cool to it's not cool to be like well as long as I don't got to feel bad, you know, that's why I did it. You know, we want to think, I think deep down, I want to think that I'm like this great person that, that really, really cares. Right. And maybe this is a wake up call for me. Maybe all of y'all already have, have gotten awake, but, uh, I'm pretty sure that's not the right way to say that. But, uh, but I was maybe this a wake up call for me. But when I thought about it deep down, I was like, man, if I really care that much, if I really care that much, I would do way more than I do because it's more about being convenient now. Yeah, I mean, even the way that our meat is wrapped at the grocery store, we accept all of this stuff and we like it because it's cheaper. It's the cheapest way to do it, and you know 
pretty much it doesn't even matter what happens to the environment because I don't have to look at it on a daily basis. I was like, well, you know, they talk about in the future will uh, humans will live on other planets and there are other planets that are you know what do they call it inhabitable habitable inhabitable like we can go there and we could live and survive and i was like man when that actually starts when that fantasy which isn't a fantasy to the people that are working on it but when that becomes an actual reality uh like a like an option a feasible option like something that we can actually um achieve i was like how bad will we start trashing this place like how bad will we actually be like what well, doesn't even really matter because you know there's other planets and this is just a tiny ball that we can leave behind so you know we can really turn it up now we're gonna have tire fire at my house tonight <laughs> Ah, I was just thinking about it, and it made me sick when I when I I, I was like, man, some of that in there is there's probably a deodorant container that that is in that garbage patch that might be mine, and that bothered me. I was like, I feel that makes me feel bad. I won't feel bad. I won't feel good. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was it's just weird to think about. It's weird to think about how. How uh, how I'll do this little stuff too, and that's just a that's just a uh, that's just an example, you know. It, it it's almost like, and it's not. That's just a that's just an example of one of the things I do to make myself feel like I'm a better person than I really am. And what it is is what I do as a human is I guess that I perform the small minimal action as minimal as possible to to push something you know away and be like well I've dealt with that I can feel good about that because I did the least amount possible uh, <laughs> I, did, I did the least amount humanly possible to um, to address that how that made me feel that's pretty much what it is that's pretty much and then when i thought about it and thought about it like on a grand scale like how you go through life and your your you know like my eating habits you know i'll be like oh, i woke up at you know 12 30 at night and i ate you know five reese cups and then the next day i'll think about that and be like good god glenn you're in your 30s like stuff is jiggling that didn't used to jiggle man and you know i'll get like a little um one of those little drinks the blended the naked with the you know the spinach and kale and fruit and all natural and you should i'll have one of those for lunch and then i'll be like well that erased all the bad that i did and i just like <laughs> i just i just am like ah what are you doing glenn but, I mean, I'm being honest with it. And see, this way, this podcast right now is a way of me, I'm like, well, I was honest about it. I'm a good person because I've told people how terrible I am. Thus, I'm better. But uh, I'm not. But, I mean, I got to keep it real. So, yeah. Ugh. 
there you go i got it out i got it out of my system now i can walk around thinking i'm better than what i am but everybody i want to say thank you thank you for bearing with my ramblings today i hope that they made sense somewhere in there or that i could make you at least smile um I hope that I could at least do that, and I, I really like. I really am, am really grateful for the listeners that I have uh, that that continually uh, listen to my podcast, and for the new people that uh, that listen to my podcast. Um, you don't know how that just ma- it makes me feel good that 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 you will people that I've never met in person, maybe a few I have. But people that I've never met in person will will spend their time, you know, with me weekly. That's like cool, man. That's a really this is kind of an intimate thing, uh, as far as the listener and the host's kind of dynamic relationship deal. Um, just because I'm talking to you and you're not talking back to me, like uh, I still feel close and I'm grateful for. Um, you listening to me, if you want to hear me talk about anything specifically, uh, you can email me, glenthinkstuff at yahoo.com, and I'll um, tackle whatever topic you got, as long as it's not uh, political, religious uh, stuff, because I'm not really, I don't think that I'm really qualified to talk about that stuff, and there are a lot of other people and podcasters that are, so... Uh, So just hit me up if you would like, and I'll talk to you guys next week.